everybody. This is Wilka from Leadership Talks. And today I have a very special guest, Paola Pavan. She is a Via Wine Ambassador. How are you, Paola? Ciao, welcome. Very fine. Thank you. Ciao, mi piacere. Come stai tu, Wilka? Bene, benissimo. E tu? Bene. I miss talking to you, so... And... And I know I'm that very... you like practicing with me, so... Yes, I love your <laughs> Italian. It's great. And thank you so much, Paola, for taking the time to, you know, join me on the Leadership Talks here, the podcast. I just want to, you know, I love Italian uh, wine. And I know that you are an ambassador. Uh, tell me about what is this certification that I remember, I think you were working on it in New York, maybe around 2014. Well, so actually, um, no, I have to correct you. So 2014 is when I moved to New York. So that's probably uh, the date that you were remembering. Mm-hmm. I got into the um, Italy Academy certification in 2019, in June. Um, that was one of the highest points of my educational a path in Italian wines because I started much earlier. I actually started working in wine in Italy in 2006. But when I moved to New- to US, um, I got a WSET certification. This is an international school. Uh, they have different levels. I got the level three is like one of the most advanced. Um, they also have another one, but it's a kind of university. You need to take like two, three years. And it was too much for me at that time. So that mm-hmm. was 2015. And then in 2019, also due to my job, um, I took the chance to do this course, this Vinitaly Academy, that by the way, it's... Uh, so Vinitaly is the most important wine event in Italy. And they do a lot of um, activities all around the world in terms of events and also this class, this course, to educate um, people from all around the world about Italian wine and make them become ambassador. But this ambassadorship is very, it's a very... I don't want to say elite. I don't know how to explain it in another word right now. It's that the exam, like you take five day course, like nine to five, very like very intensive. And then the exam is so difficult that usually um, around 20% of the people pass the exam. So wow. the, the group that, that I'm in, It's, it's a small group. It's like, uh, you know, it's very, we are ambassadors and they are all over the world. I think we are 200. Mm-hmm. And, and it was very difficult for me, even if I've been in the sector for more than 12, 13 years before I took this exam to really pass the exam. I actually, I think I passed with 69 and the, the minimum was 65 so you know wow. <laughs> it was very difficult <laughs> i had to 
body well, hey you know you fast yeah, and no, that's all I that matters go through all my my knowledge of more than 10 years of experience and you know in that moment i was thinking of all my mentors and all the people that taught me about Italian wine in general and I was trying to ask them the you know the the answer of all these questions because there was a um, hundred um, multiple choice questions then five open questions but very like difficult and then we had two blind tasting Mm, okay so it's almost like it sounds like it's like a sommelier type of uh, certification uh, yes you might say something like that even if um, all the certification that I took and this one also is like that they are not focusing on the service part so the, the sommelier course usually teach you also how to um, you know how to deal with the client how to suggest the wine how to do the pairing how to serve the wine like there's a a proper etiquette on how you open the bottle how you serve the wine at the table i never done that okay okay so paola i see i can hear your passion about you know wine and tell me um i know that we've met back in 2014 new york mm -hmm. during a event Uh, networking event. So how, you know, the networking um, events are, are you still hosting it now after, you know, COVID and everything? Like, are you doing online um, events and, or you're already, you know, started traveling again? Can you tell us about that? Um, yes, I wish I could travel again, but right now we are still doing uh, mostly virtual Uh, being honest with you, I we also are having some trouble with some budget. So uh, part of the events that we were planning to do uh, has been postponed also for that reason. So um, my job right now, I work for the Italian Trade Commission. So it's a basically a government agency from Italy. And I'm the person in charge for wine and spirits promotion in the US of, of course for Italian products so one thing that a lot of things that we do are as you know uh, as you were mentioning are events to educate the trade the US trade and and we do any kind of events that can put us together with the people that are selling the wine that are appreciating the wine so that they can share with their customers Um, mm -hmm. I don't want to enter into technicality, but, you know, U.S. market is very difficult, not only because it's very competitive, but because there's a lot of rules and regulations and every state is different. Um, so it's also very important for me to do this networking event, especially the one that we also have been doing in, in D.C. the last time that we saw each other. Uh, yes, that event was a, that was that was a three day event, and it's a course, basically a training course on Italian wine. As we like to call these like the high school, while the Vinitali International that I did is we call it university, because it, that was five days and a little more difficult, like 
a more difficult exam uh the three day that we do it's it's a little like a, a step um lower um but yes what what is important in those three days is not just the the teaching where while we have experts that teach the Italian wine for us what is important are actually the breaks the lunches and you know the coffee breaks where I and my colleague get to really talk with every single student that we have there and we learn a lot they learn a lot from us but we learn a lot from them and we build relationship that then can really help in our job too Yeah, that event uh, that I attended, I think I only I was able to attend like an afternoon, but honestly, Paula, it was fantastic. Like, I loved the education part of it. You know, they were explaining where Amarito came from and, you know, every and mm-hmm. Negroni and it was just, it was fabulous. Plus the tastings, of course, it was phenomenal um that was back in i believe in 2018 mm-hmm. and uh yeah i haven't been able to you know join any other networking event in new york due to you know i relocated to dc so you're italian you moved to new york in 2014 how was that change for you and now you know where do you see you know your career going can you tell us more about that Yes, yeah, sure. So um, when I moved in 2014, um, actually 2014 was kind of um, the end of a very long process that somehow arrived suddenly. So I didn't move to U.S. just for the career. Actually, that was not the primary goal. Uh, I moved to U- the U.S. because... Um, an American citizen came to Italy, a friend of mine that I have been known for 10 years before 2014. He came to Italy. We had a um, holiday together and we kind of fell in love. So he asked me to come <laughs> to the US. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But, you know, I think uh, also, you know, life happens, right? So, Then you fall in love, you move to the U.S., you start your career. And earlier in the show, you did say that, you know, you follow your mentors. So um, who, you know, here in the United States has been or, you know, still is your mentor, you know, that guides you and, you know, through this market of, you know, wine and spirits? Well, um, this is it's not really I really don't have anybody here in the US unfortunately or better uh, what happened is that most of my learning was in Italy and I still have a lot of mentors there I have a lot of winemakers that I know that were you know were good to me to spend time with me doing tasting with me showing me the vineyards and you know teaching me how the wine is made When I moved to the U.S., one thing that I, you know, it has been easy. Let me just get a step back. A step back. Uh, it has been very easy. It hasn't been very easy for, for me to move to the U.S. Um, 
no okay cut this thing so let me restart okay. um it wasn't very difficult for me to move to the u.s because what happened is that um eddie my my actual husband uh he came to italy in beginning of october and then you know we fell in love we kept in touch and i said let me come to new york for christmas so we see each other again but while i was so in these two months i started sending some resume to the u.s saying of course like kind of faking that i was moving to the u.s and i had this background i was at that time i was already working in wine for like eight years or something like that so you know i had experience and while i was in new york for christmas i got two interviews so i was like it was crazy for me but you know because i didn't think that i was going to get something so quickly and one of the two interviews actually they asked me to go on the Monday, but I was leaving on the Sunday. So he said, wow. the, C- the CFO told me, and the vi- he was the vice president of a very, very big importing company here in the US. He told me, don't worry, go back. We have a phone call. We have a like a Skype call on Tuesday when, we, when you arrive home. So we got that phone call. And Wilka, that was like probably one of the craziest day of my life because what happened was that I had the interview with him. He said, okay, I'm fine with you. I'm going to make you talk with your direct boss, like the, the person that is going to, to be your um, the head of the department. In the meantime, I'm going to call our lawyer to see if we can get the visa for you. So I was like, okay. Uh, So I went to the second interview. I finished the second interview. The CFO called me back. He said, I spoke with your boss. She's fine with you. So I spoke with the lawyer. The lawyer told me you can have the visa. So I'm going to to make you talk with the CEO. And so in, in the time of maybe three hours, I did three interviews and I had already kind of the visa in my hand because it was like maybe the 10th of January and he asked me to come for the first days of February. I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Oh my God. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> I had an apartment in, in Italy because what happened is that um, even if it, it I did I was, um, I was not uh, living with my parents anymore because my parents were in Veneto, like near, near Venice. And I moved to Tuscany to work in the wine sector. So I've been living, I was, I had been living in Tuscany for four years before I moved to to New York. And so I had an apartment there. I had, you know, furniture. Uh, I had to tell my parents that I got a job in New York. They didn't know that I was applying for jobs because, you know, I didn't want to, you know, 
it's it's a big deal but on the other side i was a little like let me see what's going on i was thinking that probably it was going to take me six months to a year to find a job not like two weeks so wow <laughs> so it has that is definitely a success story uh, of you know how you got this first uh, position and you were able to come to me yeah to you know um also when i moved to toscany four years before for working in wine it was like a train like this um and that's funny because i'm i'm really seeing my my life sometimes taking these uh sudden turn that i want it's not that i don't want mm-hmm. them you know it's mm-hmm. like that i don't know when they come but when they come yeah i just take them yeah i think that's you know what is beautiful about you know living in the present right you gotta take the chances you see an opportunity and you gotta make it happen so what do you um see yourself now uh, paola I know that, you know, you had a big change out. So you had a little baby, <laughs> Sophie, and she's three. Um, so how do you manage that, you know, to balance career and motherhood? So uh, one thing uh, after I came to the U.S. and I worked for that big importer, um, I somehow also in this case, I kind of found another job by chance because um and this is good you know this is something that you know for for your podcast can be good also for people that are listening that you know i got a random connection with somebody in linkedin that it was like a, a headhunter and they were looking for somebody that was um experienced in wine and that was italian or that at least that was speaking italian fluently and they just connect with me in in linkedin and they asked me to do an interview and then after that they told me that they were working on a research for um the italian government so um i went i said okay i'm going to do the interview with them I went, I got the, the job, but what I didn't know is that my boss in that office, she hired me knowing that the senior, like the person in charge for wine and spirits in the U.S. was going to retire in a couple of years. So she already knew that she wanted me to have that position. So I was very wow. lucky. And so talking about really what is the um, your question, how you balance, because that actually, I was a little afraid when I discovered that I was pregnant to talk, to tell this to my boss because she loved me, but she was also very demanding and I was afraid. And, you know, and I don't want to sound like uh, uh, a bad person to say that but one thing was that also she didn't have um, children so she was mm-hmm. workaholic like I'm workaholic but she was like a hundred times more than me you know <laughs> and I was afraid that she was going to feel this like a b- betrayal 
to you know mm-hmm. to to my loyalty to her was going to come a little you know ruin because I was getting pregnant and you know I was having a baby and I was you know staying home for uh, maternity Mama leave and so, <laughs> you know it's being honest with you you know motherhood is a very nice you know I love being a mother but um when I start being a mother I start also you know Uh, watching uh website that I knew never visited before listening to some podcast and one thing that I that I heard and in the US it's probably less than in Italy in Italy I I hear a lot of my friends at, at the end they just gave up and they decided to be you know full-time mom but not just because they wanted to be a full-time mom but because they they were not allowing them to do both so here in the U.S. you still can do it it's difficult uh, you need to have help uh, but you can do it so what happened is that you know uh, I've been home for 10 weeks It's actually eight weeks, the maternity leaves, but I was able to get two weeks, like kind of vacation weeks. So I stay home 10 weeks, but I was lucky because I had my parents coming from Italy to help me with the baby. So, you know, you sacrifice a little your privacy in your house, but you have somebody that really cares about your child and you're not going to bring them to a daycare that you know I'm not against that but it's not the same thing uh, like having somebody just taking care of your child so I went back mm-hmm. to work I you know I worked a lot like I was working before uh, and then it came the time when we we needed to start traveling again so we made a deal with my boss and I said that I was going because I was nursing so I said I was going to They, you know, I was going to go to all the events that were two days and I was going to leave very early in the morning and coming back the following night so that I could stay out just one night. And that's what I was able to do for mostly like two years and more because, You know, also sometimes my my colleague was going the day before, but I was waking up very early, like four in the morning. I'm very, um, I'm lucky because my house is next to La Guardia, so it really takes me later to go and take the, the flight. And I really love that. I really love to wake up four in the morning, get on a plane at six, arriving to, I don't know, Miami, spend the whole day there and then taking a flight back at 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. and and sleep home. You know, it looks like a lot, but uh, I, I don't know, it makes me feel alive and I don't have the problem of having my child not with me during the night. While I was nursing, that was funny. I can, you know, if anybody is uh, is in my situation or is going to be in my situation, they maybe can reach out to me because I know every single nursing space in the in all the airports <laughs> in the U.S. <laughs> because you know when you travel, you know, 
you need to to pump so there, there are specific spaces where you can do that and you know I got when I was traveling uh, the day before I was always checking you know where to get uh, a nice coffee in the in the you know when you go in the terminal map you look for the the coffee, the espresso place, and then I was looking also for the nursing place. So, you know, that's that's how you try to balance these things. Well, it looks like it looks like you did a great job because I see a little picture of Sophia here, three years old. She is beautiful. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. It's, and... it's nice because she speaks or she tries to speak three languages. Uh, so Italian, of course, with me, uh, but with the father, uh, well, the father is Puerto Rican, so he speaks Spanish and English. So she's kind of mixing all the three languages. It's very, it's very funny. Wow, fantastic. Very, very, very awesome. I'm happy for you guys. So like right now, Paola, like, you know, in your life and your professional goals, you know, what, what do you see? in the future ahead of you this is a very a very important question and i have some clues but i don't have all the answer um what i know is that i definitely love my job and my sector uh and what i'm doing today is very interesting but um because i'm working for the government it's less competitive so on one side i was happy that i was in this job especially when i got sophia because you know i was i was working a lot but i was also having like some kind of excuse to uh slow down a little because i still you know i don't want to say the government job is a it's not a competitive job, but it's less competitive than corporate. Uh, that's why probably a lot of people that I know also in Italy were not able to keep their job or their position or they have to uh, downgrade because when they got their child, then, you know, somebody else tried to, ta- to try to take their position in the company. I didn't have that problem, but uh, if I were in the corporate, probably I would have been more, you know, difficulties. I would have had to fight uh, more for keeping my job or my position. So on the other side right now that I don't have too much work with Sophia anymore because she's becoming, you know, independent and so on. I feel like I need a little more action. And so, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I... It might be that if I take a new move, it's going to be a new step in my career. It's going to be to open something myself. Uh, A company where, you know, sometimes my husband asks me, uh, if I want to be a wine importer in the U.S., import Italian wine in the U.S., could be a possibility. I'm not 100% sure, 
because I am afraid of all the, you know, startups cost and, you know, all the bureaucracy. There's a lot of bureaucracy and I, I don't like bureaucracy at all. So I think I'm going to, um, I would like to open a company to go on with the, the, the part of my job that I really enjoy. So marketing and networking and events and, you know, talking with people, sharing, learning, um, you know, growing together. And I see there's a lot of demand with that, especially for Italian wineries or spirits producers, because I work also with spirits. And actually the spirit sector is a little more uh, adventurous and it has a little more budget to work with. So um, maybe, who knows, maybe I can be a marketing uh, manager for some of some big Italian companies here in the US. Because in any case, the marketing that they do from Italy is not going to be 100% um, effective here in the US. Um, I give you an example. Uh, we, I had this conversation yesterday uh, with an Italian, well, good, good size Italian spirits producer. She was asking me if I, she had to do a website for their product here in the US, like for the US market. So, you know, you need to know how to address US consumer. But on the other side, she was asking me if I knew web agency or communication agency here in the US that at least had one person that speaks Italian. And I totally understood what she was asking me. She was not asking me because she was afraid that her English was not good. What she was afraid was, and I had this problem many times in many, you know, in many stage of my career here in the US. What she was afraid is that the person, the American person was not going to uh, have the sensibility of understanding what she was explaining and what she's explaining is the tradition is the territory and if you haven't been in Italy if you don't know where you know she comes from a small place and she's like I don't know where Wyoming is and I think that somebody that is in, in Wyoming doesn't know where I am but I need to communicate where I am because my product come from tradition come from territory comes from the, the people that is here if you don't have this um, um, way to understand the culture where this uh, product comes from it's very difficult to create the right storytelling so you have to match these two things you have to match the knowledge of the U.S. market, the U.S. consumer, with the knowledge of where the product comes from. Because especially for Italy and maybe for other countries, at least maybe the European country are more or less like that. They're really proud of where the product comes from and who are the people that does that. I have, you know, one of these producers, he produced a, a product that is... Um, secret recipe from his family 
and they have a secret code to pass the recipe from uh, generation to generation and the people that works there they just know a small piece of what they are doing so that nobody working there as an employee can understand the whole recipe so you know that's insane for me and it's fascinating and you know and it's what passionate me because it's you know it gives me goosebumps to talk about this you know this this is the pride of the people and they want their product to be in good hand uh, when they are when they are communicated it outside the, their territory outside Italy so maybe this is something that I can do as uh, my next step excellent well you know you never know and I think you know the future that is ahead of us you know we need to make it um that decision to take the opportunity right and i think you're doing great paola i think you know um if you become an importer you know you need some people to taste the wine let me know i'll be available <laughs> of course of course <laughs> it was a pleasure having you at the leadership talks podcast thank you so much grazie mille bella it was a pleasure it's stato un piacere welka spero che i listeners di, uh, siano contenti and maybe if they want to learn some Italian they can get in touch with me you know we don't do Italian straight Italian teaching but you know you can learn a lot from drinking and and eating and actually you know when you have a, after you drank a couple of um, of glasses your Italian is going to be perfect <laughs> <laughs> and how do people get in touch with you Paola? well they can find me in LinkedIn <laughs> um, my name is Paola and last name is Pavan P-A-V-A-N and yes yeah, so I usually use LinkedIn for professional I have a Facebook but it's more like family okay fantastic well thank you so much one more time and 